In a moment's time, everything paused. You are listening to Rebel Radio, where we are never afraid to think outside of the box. In just 10-ish minutes, I, as a certified Rebel in Chief, will use Black art to talk Black culture. Enjoy this ride. Some heavy stuff to cover today, so let me lighten the mood with a little, very little, song that I prepared. And it went like, what's new? We'll see. Zuntu. Oh, oh. Nope, not gonna torture your ears there. But I wrote that because I'm excited for the new schedule. The new format. And the new outlook that I will bring to you in season two. And now some echoes from the artist community. It's been a while since I actually wrote a poem from scratch and not digitally. So here goes. Hey, I love you. I know you don't hear that enough. I know right now it's tough. You hear about this stuff or see poor depictions on TV and in movies. But let me tell you right now that it's not like the movies, but it is like living in a movie because you feel so disconnected. I get tears in my eyes when I see all the signs. So no, no, I'm not fine, but I will be because God has willed me to fight a greater fight. But now I've realized that my scope must be widened. I'm not sick. I am enlightened. And I'm done hiding. Drops mic. Random black auntie in the audience. I know that's right. <laughs> that's a whole lot of art. Now let's get into some culture that we can digest. In the following segment, I will mention sexual assault, suicidal ideations, and self-harm. So listener discretion is advised. It's April 2017. My grandfather's just passed. My mom's diagnosed with cancer and my sister is going through a mental health crisis. To top all of these off, I am raped by someone I trust. For anyone, these individual circumstances will be traumatic. For me, dealing with these compound complex traumas put me on a warpath. I would do whatever I could to bury my emotions at all costs. If not, I would self-destruct, which brings us to April 12th, 2020. This was just a week before the three-year anniversary of the day my life had changed. Three years, I said to myself as I tried to recall what happened over the last three years. Because to be honest, a lot of it was a blur. I remember graduating twice, but I don't remember celebrating either one. I remember starting a media company and hosting a subpar event. I remember failing. I vividly remember failing. As my failures began to strike me, I fell in another way. The morning of April 13th, I woke up in a panic. After fighting with myself to get out of bed, I went to tell my brother that something was wrong. I needed to go to the hospital. I didn't feel like I was in my body. I walked around like a ghost. Yet, as Monday the 13th set in, I realized I had walked this ghostly walk before, the day that I was raped. 
That's the Spark Notes version of what happened between April 12th and 22nd that sent me to the hospital. Slowly as I recover, I will give more and more tidbits about this experience. But right now, I want to do a little bit of analysis because I want to prevent this happening to somebody else. And I also want to take a look at the explicit bias within healthcare that namely affects black patients. So during one of my hospital visits, I had three. During one of those, I was at a hospital where this white nurse or doctor, excuse me, came in saying that the hospital had given her a car because I guess she didn't have one. And it was a sheriff's car. And then this Asian nurse tells her, well, they won't shoot at you in a sheriff's car. And even though I was loopy, I woke up like, what the fuck are they talking about? So the doctor had previously said that she lives in Roseland. Roseland is a predominantly black community on the far south side of Chicago that sometimes gets a reputation for violence. So the nurse and the doctor having this commentary and them being two non-black people just made me raise my eyebrow and question things. And then I think another chilling remark that was actually directed towards me was when a nursing staff member came into my room and asked, is she dead? For someone who had self-harmed for the first time and expressed suicidal ideations to multiple nurses, this comment was exceedingly, exceedingly tone deaf. And I just, I guess I wonder how this affects other patients And I think that I have milder symptoms of bipolar, which I was diagnosed with at the hospital. But I just worry about the more severe patients who aren't able to talk about what's happening to them. One thing about me is that I'm very action oriented and action driven. So whenever something happens to me that I feel relates to bias, I always take action. So when I was in the psychiatric facility, we could only write with crayons, y'all. Motherfucking crayons. Like, how am I supposed to jot down all of these roaming thoughts with a Crayola? That being said, when I got out, all I did was write. Recently, I posted an article about my experience. Again, very brief because I'm slowly getting back into the swing of things. And when I wrote that article, it just poured out of me because all of these thoughts had been bubbling for about 10 days. And I was in the psychiatric facility for four days. So that meant four days where I wasn't able to access my phone. I could only write with this goddamn crayon. And I just had so much going on upstairs that I had to dump it. I had to get it out. So you can count on another COVID article and... In the meantime and in between time, you can check out my article about COVID-19 and where it overlaps with mental health care. If you're enjoying what you heard on today's episode, go to rebelmedia.com backslash leave a comment to leave a comment about what stood out to you today. That's rebel, R-W-E-B-E-L, media.com backslash leave a comment. Who doesn't love a good play on words? 
To close out the show, here are three freestyles in under three minutes. Wrap it up, then. There, um, seems to be a glitch in our hardware, and I cannot find the beat right now. So to spare your ears three minutes of doom, here are three tunes that help me slow down instead. So, first up, we have my girl Tim's. So, shout out to the Spotify Black Girl Magic playlist because they put me on to her. And she's a really cool artist. She's from Nigeria and she just has this gritty, emotional range that you can hear in all of her songs. And you'll hear it in this song that I'm about to play for you, which is called Luku Luku. And that's the line right there when she says, I've been going through, going through things. I'm like, yes, girl, we all been going through, going through things. We've been going through quarantines. You feel me? So I really like that song. And she just, I really want her to win because she just has a great voice. And I want to see my black people throughout the diaspora win. So the next song is by an artist named Kalita. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm saying that right. And it was on the John Wick movies. So when I went back down to Alabama and Georgia for homecoming, me and my friend watched all three John Wick movies with her mother. And this one song was on one of the movies. And I was like, oh, I like this. We actually stopped the movie so we could Shazam it because it was just a really great song. And the name of this song is Think. In the movie, they were playing it when he was creeping up because, you know, John Wick is an A1 assassin. Be shooting niggas on sight, right? Be cutting them, stabbing them. He be, man, that is an assassin. Like, he's an assassin. The beat assassin, is changing, the lights are flashing, and it all just went very, it was a very perfect setup. So I really like that song. And it just kind of helps me slow down because... It's just relaxing. Like, I feel like it's something that you'll listen to when you want to just get in your groove, maybe work out, or maybe just sit down and journal. So I just really like that song. My final song is Sober by Mahalia. And I know she's kind of one of those artists who sings in whispers slash italics, but I like it. I really like this song, Judge Me or Whatever You Gonna Do. But this song is just real chill, just like the last one. And the reason why I like it is because I relate to the lyrics a thousand percent. And I'll get into that after I play it. The one lyric that really got me was when she said, you're the one that's always getting too wasted and I'm the one that's never that intoxicated. 
And in this statement, I am unfortunately the former who gets too wasted and everybody else who's never that intoxicated is looking at me like, girl, girl. But now that I am sober because I have given up weed and alcohol momentarily, I take back what I said. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done, y'all. But that is all that I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. And maybe, maybe next time I'll try to find the beat with another guest. But once again, in the meantime, and in between time, stay rowdy, stay regal, stay rebels. Until next time. Love when we think the same thing. Love the way we move. The way we move.